This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Company. Ramia Amadin, Kelly McDonald, host of the program. Last Tuesday of the month, this is a longer month, though. I have no idea what we're doing here, guys. I'm sorry. What, what do we normally... Oh! Ah, it's that oh, time for the results of curling up with a good book. All right, Ms. Amuthan, take it over. And with co-host Glasgow. Yes, it is the book club, and this is our chance and yours to really get into the books, authors, and narrators that we love or don't love. Opportunity for that talk as well. And today's book for discussion is The Diamond Eye. This is by Kate Quinn. It was recommended to us by community reporter Julie Martin, who we welcome back to the show. So, Julie, I'm going to ask you right off the top, as we ask everybody uh, who joins us on our book club, why this book as a recommendation? Um. Well, first and foremost, because it was November, Remembrance Day, and World War II in particular is a genre that I really enjoy um, learning about. Um, and I I really like the Kate Quinn books, all of the ones that I've read of hers, because until I read her books, I didn't realize what how the roles that some women played um, in World War Two to the extent that they did. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, we know about land girls and Rosie the Riveter and, you know, like, I mean, women kept the country together in England for sure. Right. Um, but the, the people in her books, the women in her books really made a difference on the front line kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think this one in particular, because it is about a Russian um, sniper, female sniper, um, it just gives that perspective that it wasn't just the Germans and the British and the Americans. We sometimes forget that, right? Right. During, during that time of World War II. Exactly. Yeah. And and I I didn't plan to start with the ending or with the conclusion or uh, with the facts, <laughs> but really because it is based on uh, true events, uh, true women, right, uh, Mila, yeah. and, and all the other kind of supporting evidence that this author went through to dig up put it all together. And of course, she took some creative liberty uh, to fill in some gaps. But most of this was absolutely true and based on Mila's memoir. So I want to talk a little bit about this perspective bit, okay? because perspective is such a key part of getting into this book. Um, You heard from Mila. You heard from other characters. You heard from First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. uh, You hear from the marksman character throughout the book. And those are just the people he, we hear from firsthand, if you will. But you also get to hear about the soldiers, right? The Soviet soldiers, uh, civilians. Yeah. You get to hear from about Nazi Germany and all these other things. So, Kelly, I want to ask you, was there one perspective that 
kind of impacted you uh, over others, more than others, just something you tuned into? No, every every perspective I was given, I, I if, if I go back and think, is there anyone I would have liked to have heard their perspective? No. Um, her uh, ex-husband or uh, well, want to be ex-husband uh, <clears throat> as she tried to get him to, to do a divorce uh, that he wouldn't give her. Um, you know, I really don't think there's any other character that I needed to hear from. There, there were moments where you felt maybe a little bit, I felt a little bit too much maybe from certain people, but I don't think I would a chance ever cutting back any of that. I, I found it lended so much to perspective. I tend to read books where you'll get those different, especially uh, some of my, you know, <laughs> detective books or, you know, with yeah. criminal characters where you will get maybe a whole uh, uh, chapter from one perspective, another chapter. I, I enjoy that because you get that viewpoint of that person of, the other characters. Um, so no, but I wouldn't have added any others. I didn't need any others. Didn't have a want for any of the others. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm curious about you too, Julie, if there's one perspective that uh, you loved hearing from, didn't want to hear as much from, or anybody that you're like, you know, if it was written this way, that would have made it interesting. No, I think Kelly said it perfectly. Um, everybody's perspective really went to the book. I mean, even her, Alexia, her abusive yeah. husband, I mean, he was such a misogynist. Um, but it was, if we had not seen that interaction, we, I don't think I would have understood her drive as much, perhaps, mm -hmm. as to why she became um, a sniper. Yeah, it um, almost provides and, that link, I, doesn't it? How you go from librarian to yeah. sniper. Yeah. And that, I loved that she kept doing her dissertation all the way through the front line. I know. You know, it was good. Yeah. That was a beautiful link. I yeah. mean, obviously there is this, um, her missing her, her kid, her son, and him growing up mm -hmm. without her and all these the months. Leaves. Exactly. Sending right? the leaves from the front to him. Yeah. But the dissertation was something that was there at the start. It was part of her identity before she went to war, and and it followed her through all the way to the end, which was really beautiful. Is there anything else yeah. about this, quote, girl sniper, right, who I find you know, she has this vengeance, she has this enormous personality. She lived by the science of shooting, not the intuition. That, that was incredible to me um she found she loved she lost rifles <laughs> not just people but the rifles yeah. um and she there was this thing that kept coming back that she saw the face of every man she shot and killed uh over 300 mm -hmm. men so julie was there mm -hmm. something about that that you found you know unbelievable or surreal like I found a lot of this stuff very difficult to digest especially knowing that she this is real a, a librarian turned sniper yeah um it, it, the conditions that she you know when they hunker down in a nest for a couple of three days and they would eat dry tea and suck on sugar cubes like just the absolute conditions that, put, that they endured um, but it really brought home something that um, an uncle of mine my uncle Stan I remember my brother years ago when we were kids saying to him 
did you ever shoot anybody in the war? And Uncle Stan mm-hmm. said, yeah. And my brother said, oh, that's so cool. And Uncle Stan looked at him and he said, no, Kevin, it's not. And I think that it drives home that no matter who it is that's going to war, they're not going because to fight and kill people that they hate. They're doing it to protect those that they love. Yep. And they will do whatever it takes to protect those that they love. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the motivation of having an enemy was the only thing that even allowed her to do this, right? Like there were so many moments where she had to remember these are enemies or convince people, but these are enemies. Uh, the, well, we, we would con- hear that in many other books, right? And, yeah. And stories that the yeah. faceless enemy, because of the ability of, of being able to shoot bomb or whatever, where you never knew, you never saw, you didn't know if you actually, like she mm-hmm. remarked, that there were people that she'd go and collect things from to, to keep track of her kills because the government said so. Um, but in all essence, probably it was certainly more than the uh, final total tabulation right. of, of kills. It, it, I think, was to set the difference that so many people think you just take your target and shoot. And you'd have to think that nowadays with technology, anyone in that position totally sees practically right into the soul of the person you're sure that you can see oh, yeah. right into their eyes. Before, but at this time, you may not have been able to see even some of the detail where there was a lot more killings where you just you didn't the other thing Ramya that I really want to note that I I find surprised me the most in the book was that women were called upon and not not shunned in duty called upon by the Soviet Union at the time Mm -hmm. for war it wasn't oh well this is man's work this is it was not deemed she mentioned that in the communism Aspect, Several yeah. times in this, and it you know wasn't mm-hmm. like oh well we're just running out of people, ladies. You know you're up next. It was they yeah, were yeah. welcome to uh, to be a part of the war. And yet the irony is there was so mm-hmm. much misogyny. Uh, absolutely, yes. oh yes, oh, yeah. right. Even on the front line, still so much misogyny, yeah. so much Filth. stereotypical. Filth. Exactly, this is what we can expect from yeah. women. Uh, but yet, yeah, you were on the front line fighting. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that because I had a couple very triggering moments. You know, every time Alexei told her to jump for this or jump for that, anytime he came in the picture, to be honest, it was just unbelievable to me. Yeah. Um, but she paints it. Kate Quinn paints such a vivid picture. And it was not just through these direct comments of Alexei. It was through uh, notes and, you know, men all around. Anything for you, Julie, that stood out as a moment or even the opposite where Mila overcame, felt empowered through the misogyny? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, 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 the one that's really coming to mind is where on the ship when he, uh, her husband thought she was there because she was a medic not a sharpshooter and she whipped that gun out of his hand before he even knew what was going on and that made me feel like good for you I'm really proud of you for doing that Mm -hmm. like show him you show him Um, I, I don't know it was so I think there was so much other things to um, kind of process, especially with, you know, like they had to have a minder when they were in the States and 
you know, they were worried about people defecting and and things like that, that it just reminds you that people really, and they're still living like that. Yeah. Wasn't it's just still, back then, we're still. Exactly. It's just that we were seeing such a focused scenario, right? Women on the front line, um, on her A game, you know, it has a whole platoon yeah. under her and yet still the kinds of things that she was facing. Yeah. Uh, question for was, you. Sorry. Go ahead, Julie. No, I was just going to say one thing that um, when she wore that yellow ball gown, even though it displayed all the scars on her back, I thought as a woman that was extremely brave. Yes. And it just led more to my admiration of her that she was just an all-around in every aspect of her life quite the brave woman yeah and and this leads me to my next um point too which was that for me the bravery was every time she came out of the hospital every time she went to the hospital and felt that survivor's guilt first of all when she learned that people her men were dying uh some of her men didn't Mm -hmm. make it and then she would push past that injury and continue back onto the battlefield back onto the battlefield she just didn't want to leave and that was really uh, highly emotional uh, I found you know every time she lost somebody or lost a bit of herself all throughout the book I kept forgetting and she kept reminding us that you know she has hearing damage and other injuries that she's fighting through to continue going with this and there's a lot of that kind of loss right not just the the injured and the dead but a lot of loss through war Kelly were there any moments that felt um emotional to you that you could think of well I, I mean i find through the whole book um the different characters themselves i thought there was a moment with, with everyone i think the whole idea of having to go there or, and, and building up such a hate um because of the abuses and the atrocities i think for me that is always just a, an amazing you know, someone who transforms and what this makes people become is just always upsetting because it changes you. Uh, and, and it's just, it, it diverts people's course. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, final question of the and day. I think, okay, we'll get to no, it in two sorry, seconds. Go yes, ahead, Julie? Ron, yeah. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. I Please, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask if... If I was the only one who was completely taken aback when uh, Alexei shot her at the end. Spoiler alert. I gasped out loud. Yeah, same. Okay. Like, I literally gasped out. I did not see that coming yeah. at all. I'm glad he I did. I like I'm glad she got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like that creative license, I must admit. Um, I felt other ways he should have been showed up in the story, like the the gun exhibition, uh, those kinds of things. I I think mm-hmm. I know she added that as the writer as something, yes. and I just felt eh, don't need that. I didn't. Yeah. Need I mean, I guess that's the difference yeah. between writing like a full on nonfiction memoir biography of someone versus saying, "Hey, this is based on true events. Uh, here are the facts at the end," but. You know, this is written like a story, right? And that was definitely a twist. Definitely a twist. Yeah, it was a twist I didn't see coming. And I I really liked how at the end when she was in the garden and chasing um, the sniper, how um, 
she suddenly realized how in tune she was to her senses. Yes. Because in the beginning, it was all about the science, wasn't it? Yes. And the shooting. And then, so I thought that was very interesting to me. To develop war senses, yeah. The spidey And level playing field. Julie, thank you so much. I really appreciate this recommendation. It was on our bucket list to read. So appreciate you uh, bringing it to us. My pleasure. Julie Martin, our community reporter and recommender of this book. Next month, we're going to be reading one by Stephen King. I think I'll tell people after the break, Kels. Okay, doke. And we will wrap up the show and see what's ahead on our show. And now with Dave Brown, a couple other things to tell you about. So we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.